Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined by Simon Miller. Greetings. Dave Scammell. Uh-oh. And Tom Ory. Is that a Teletubbies noise? That was a Teletubbies reference. That's not topical or cool. It's not topical or cool. What's wrong with the Teletubbies? I hate the Teletubbies. They're not topical or cool. Didn't they get in trouble for teaching kids how not to speak? Oh yeah, that was nonsense though. I really liked Teletubbies. I had a Poe keyring because I was one of those teenagers who was like, oh, it's ironic. And then he died one day when I left a cream egg in my pocket and the two merged what? in the ways which were never Were you more upset about the cream egg being non-edible? To be or... honest, just the whole period the whole of putting of your all. hand inside of a pocket mm. and realising you left a cream egg in there three hours ago is quite an upsetting experience. Because yeah. you kind of go... I had a mini egg in my pocket on holiday. That melted a bit. Yeah, see, a mini egg's all right. Mm. A cream egg... It's got a shell, protective mm. shell. Cream egg, you reach in and go, who's yeah. done a shit in my pocket? A lovely um, shit, though. Cream eggs are amazing. Well, not when, not when you don't know what it is. Mm. Anyway, um, video <laughs> games. So, how is everyone doing in the world of video games? Let's have a quick chat about what we've been playing this week. I'll, I warn you, um, in contrast to usual weeks, I've played loads of stuff. <laughs> what? Probably good, because so, um, I haven't played a single I've game. I've played one game. One okay, game. let's kick things off with you then, Simon. What have you been playing? All right, and I expect the appropriate response. I've been playing DuckTales. Woo! Thank you very much. I'll uh, tell you what, right? I'm just going to go out there, because I'm not... I've not played it at all. However, I've seen it. Uh-huh. I think it looks like shit. No. It looks like balls. You know what? It's one of those jobs. I think it looks like every one of those games where they say, oh, we've updated it. It just looks like, yeah, you, you have. If you look, yeah, at, look, look at that Mickey game Disney are doing. No, that looks, I think it looks bad too. It looks better than this. Though, no. Because they've gone with one, one style all the way through. Do you mean 2D, 3D? Well, this is the, the Mickey one. It's just 3D, isn't yeah, it? Right, but yeah. it's a 2D platform. This yes. is kind of a weird mash of Mothered both of them. New yeah. 2D art and horrible. This yeah. is a big I, hatred of mine when they go, "Hey, look, it's a HD remake," mm. and you go, "No, but what you've done there is you've made it so that all of the it is HD resolution. Sure, that's technically right. Yeah. But you look at the original Ducktales game, and it had a nice art style, had mm. a nice art direction. Whereas I think this new game is ugly as sin. This is like you gave a child a, 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 who were sort of passable at painting a, a paintbrush and said, just paint over the top of the There's old no one. There's no flair. There's absolutely, it looks I mean, ugly. But it's, it's, well, yeah, but it is. I, I, don't, I don't massively like the art style, really. I mean, we can't sort of get into the review specifics till next week. But they sent us a preview code last week as well, so we can talk about it. Uh, and it's, it's just all right. It's just all right. You know, it does, it's, the thing that you're, if you played it when you were a kid, and you come back to it now. And everyone goes, oh, DuckTales was so hard. DuckTales was so hard. Oh my gosh, it ruined my life. Do you know why it's hard? Because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, it's not hard because... <laughs> but it's not hard because it challenges you. It's hard because it's just it, it, kind of broken. Do the pogo jump. We're talking Ooh. about the original DuckTales here. Yes. As a piece of shit, just to be clear. Uh, well, it is now. The original, yeah. the original DuckTales. The new one, who knows? Oh, all right, see, yeah, see, I'm with you now. That's right, of course. The, uh, <laughs> I, like, I can't review it until next week, but it's a piece of shit. I was like, well, no, what? But I, mean, but I could have told you that when I played the preview version as well. Oh, no, the preview yeah, version sure. was still sort of half well, the I game. I don't know, it was made by uh, the guy, Kejani Film, wasn't it? The yeah, guy it who was. made Mega Man. It's a, great, it's a good game, but some bits, you know the bits where you go, oh, that's really hard. It's really hard because it's designed stupidly. Like, it's not hard because you've learned a skill and now it's testing you with that skill. It's hard because it's like, you see that sort of one-inch gap between those two things, put yourself there. Yeah. Like, but that's not, are you, that's just a just trial and error. I'm just going to well, throw it, myself it, into it and see what happens. It just becomes a game of like immense technical skill. And I, I was actually thinking about this the other day and the fact that the, the things we used to forgive of Nezira games. That's it. That's exactly right. It doesn't, and playing it now, I just haven't got the patience. I don't know if it's, it's, it's to do with the fact that games used to be about 
two hours long at most. Yeah. They had well, to I was be gonna... ridiculously hard, otherwise you'd finish them about two I think that was it, I was going to say, that it feels like an arcade game. It feels, uh, probably, was it in the arcade? Probably, probably not, but it was of that era where if we make this game really hard, people have to keep putting pound coins into mm. machines. I think it was what Tom said, of like, especially because there were less games when we were kids, and it wasn't even a case of if you had loads of money. I remember going into WH Smith's and looking at the Mega Drive like mm. shelf, and they had like, it wasn't even a very big shelf but they had all of the Mega Drive games. Yeah. Like, because there just weren't as many. I remember feeling guilty when I finished Sonic 3 because my parents bought it for me. Then about six hours later and I was done with it. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I remember that. And but I Sonic 2 really Sonic Two took a lot longer because it was hard. And mm. so the first Sonic was bloody hard. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't complete that without cheats for years. Mm. But I guess it was, yeah, longevity was just a thing of, they made it hard so that you couldn't complete it in one go. Mm. Whereas now things have changed. It but, does feel like, but I I just not something I want to get into anymore. I mean, there are probably some people out there that are really excited about it. And it is, it is hard. Like, you know, it's, it's really unforgiving in the sense that if you kind of, even if you play it on quote unquote normal <laughs> difficulty, you know, you get three hearts. And two continues. And then if just... you die, you get kicked back out to the menu screen. It goes, right, do it all again. We changed from the, the beginning. Um, yeah. uh, it's that thing. We've changed the, the way uh, mechanisms, like reward mechanisms and difficulty mechanisms work mm. in game. And there have been so many changes have happened. I think a lot of people might say, oh, yeah, but games have been dumbed down. They were harder back then. Now they're too easy. But actually, it's not that simple. It's more that we've learned more efficient ways to That's do the thing. that. There's more, and there's more options available to you now. So well, if you also, actually want to make a difficult game, you don't have to just say... Like another thing DuckTales does is it just said, well, in this screen, we're just going to throw seven million enemies at you. It's like, well, that's not hard. It's just, it's, I don't even know what it is. But if you throw seven million enemies at me and there's only kind of a, an absolutely tiny space that I have to wait for them all to go past, it's, it's not really difficult. It's just more like you're being a dick. Stop yeah. being a dick. Well, that's the thing is, I mean, I've been playing, I, I, one of my favorite types of game is uh, roguelikes, you know, mm. like Rogue Legacy. I've been playing a lot of that recently. Rogue Legacy is hard of nails. And there's a lot of that, which is like carefully tweaking yeah, platformer yeah. jumping and like trying to position yourself between a mess of stuff trying to kill you. It's really hard. Mm. But obviously the way that handles that is it means if you're really good, then you can play it really skillfully like an old school game and not get killed and you'll yeah. get killed in a couple of hits. But then every time you die, you take back some points that you spend on getting more health or more damage, which means that it gets gradually easier. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's always that steep difficulty curve for those who really aren't afraid of that. But it means that when you die and restart, it's not just like, ha, you didn't do it, start again yeah. without any sense of progress. Maybe it's sort of a problem here is me and I'm just, I'm, I used no, to I love don't think those so. games. I, I, but... I think that games now that are that hard, they always give you something. They always give you a sense of like, that... well, you didn't do it, but... At least you get to keep this. They yeah, you don't get that. Something. I mean, you literally are just Scrooge McDuck on a pogo stick. In <laughs> and that is it. You don't get anything else for, for, for any, you know, throughout your duration of the game. And it's just, I don't know, half the times I die and I think, well, I don't see how anybody could have avoided that. Like, that was something that was going to happen regardless. It's a lot of trial and error as well. And trial and error kind of, pff, I'm but bored Meat, of that. Meat Boy was built around that, I guess. But the fact that Meat Boy, it sounds like a totally different structure. I didn't realise that you, this didn't support, like, game saves by the time. No, no, you die. You get kicked out back to Scrooge McDuck's vault. Mm. And it goes, right, start again. Mm. Good luck. Well done, Scrooge. People suppose, are really yeah. looking forward to this. Could you imagine, I mean, could you imagine Meat Boy if it was... If like, it had a life start, account. Well, it was full, like, levels that lasted like 10 minutes, yeah. but really difficult. Because mm. it's always just like, it take, it'll, when you do it, it'll take you like 10 seconds to do mm. a level. Yeah. But doing it will be really hard. Yeah. I think there'll be some people that love it still. I think, I think a slight problem, I don't I have to wait and see how other people respond to it. A slight problem maybe me, and just I don't want to kind of play these did games you, um, anymore. Did you play the original much? Yeah, I, 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 obsessively when I was oh, right. a kid. That's interesting. That's what I kind of thought when I was playing. Is like, how did I ever, 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 <laughs> I ever do, do this? Like, when you're a kid... 
you have more time to spend on one thing. That's the thing. Like so, you, you'd have one or two games a year, maybe. Yeah. And you just put yeah. all your time into these games. And so you would get, get really good, good at it. Yeah. Like me and my brother completed Gunstar Heroes about eight times. Oh, pretty tough. And we completed the uh, Mickey and Donald Castle Illusion that's as well, tough. which is amazing. But yeah, both those games. And actually, I went back to play Gunstar Heroes recently, thinking it'll be a piece of bits because I've completed it that many times. Couldn't do it. I'm yeah, dying. That's the thing. I'd like muscle memoried myself into <laughs> oblivion. But so I mean. I don't know. I just, I, I, it, it knows it's a bit of a piece of shit as well because when you do, <laughs> but what I mean is you've got all the levels. So you've got the moon, Himalayas, uh, African jungle, Transylvania, whatever. But and it knows that you're going to, and you need variety because every time it kicks you out, it lets you choose where you go back to. I remember doing this as a kid as well. So you try the moon, you die. You think, well, I can't do that again yet. It's too familiar. So I'll try Himalayas, kicks you out. I think, oh, well, I'll try the other one. You know, so it knows you're going to do this back and mm. forth thing. And after I, t- I kind of did one, I think I did Transylvania. And then once I'd sort of given all the other ones a go, I, I, that kind of something, I had that feeling of, oh, well, I mean, I persevere, but I don't really want to. I don't really want to carry on doing this. So I don't know. I think it's a, it's a, product, of, a product of its time. I think I, I prefer Quack Shot. I like Quack Shot. I was going to yeah. say, was it Quack Attack as well? Or was uh, it Quack Shot? Quack Shot was the one that was like almost had like uh, kind of point and click elements and the fact that you had to travel around the world and there'd be puzzles yes. in different areas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big ghost ship. That was, it was a great game. It was hard, but it was really cool. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think this this weird... I'm not. I'm really not big into the HD remakes of stuff of that era, and if anything, actually. Yeah. I think HD remakes for games... Um, I'm really looking forward to HD remakes of stuff like PS2 generation making continuing like why haven't they made Final Fantasy 12 HD because it was clearly a pretty pretty game underneath all that fuzz um but with this stuff it's just like I don't understand why people are willing to throw so much money at damaging their own nostalgia mm, like Simpsons Arcade I remember being quite excited yeah about coming out I think it was yeah, and you play it, yeah I think it was like iOS first and they put it to it makes you realize that your memories play it through yeah. but it was more like just because I had it, and I thought yeah. I should just see it all through, and ended up just spamming continues. It's the same with the Turtles arcade game. I didn't game feel well. anything achievement-wise. I just spammed through. I it. had yeah. to review uh, Sonic Adventure Two on the uh, one of the last things I did at OXM before Be I packed up my bags. <laughs> I loved Sonic Adventure Two. I don't think Sonic Adventure Two is great, to be honest. I loved it when it was on Dreamcast. I have such fond memories of playing it for an entire summer, and then reviewing it um, on the Xbox for the remake. It was like I just felt like the process of playing it. I was physically urinating over my childhood. <laughs> it was just like I realised that I was an idiot. Kind of weird. It. Even the first one, like Sonic first Adventure, one's appalling. It's awful now to play it, but back then, like. It was that cool. was amazing. Possibly we're blinded by the whale and everything else. <laughs> but we, we, we made one of our friends buy a Dreamcast for this game and it was like it was like a big thing like when that launched on the Dreamcast. But now it's just awful. Like, I just yeah. think leave it. And you know, that's why in a way I, I kind of I keep getting excited about new Fantasy Star Online, but I don't think I'll ever like them again in the same way. But Things do change. That's the thing. I know it sounds a silly thing to say, but you know, once you're introduced to, even if you don't realise you're being introduced to something, knowing that whatever that may exist as we, you know, plough on through this life of ours means going back to something before that did exist is like, oh. But you know what? I think with stuff like this, I'm not. I'm not big into this. Let's redesign these ancient platformers. It's like re, you know, re-release them if you want for a couple of quid. Brilliant. I would have preferred it if it had this old art style. Well, I that's mean, the thing is basically because if when you have a modern art style, but you still have these really ancient mechanics, it means hey, you don't really get the nostalgia of the art yeah. style in the areas, but it means also you, it really highlights just how old school the mechanics are. Yeah, like I a, mean, I was excited mechanism. about it though. I, remember, I mean, simply because, like I say, because of the nostalgia aspect, and I did get something out of it. It just, you know, the best I, part of the whole yeah. thing was when they announced it with the trailer. The trailer yeah. was exciting. Yeah, the music true. and oh yeah. Where's the music? I, I watched you load that game up. 
There was. Not once. Well, well, it starts on the title screen with the original music, and then you never get the DuckTales theme again. To be honest, they should just have the DuckTales theme playing constantly. I don't even, that's not even a joke. I'm serious. It should start off with it with vocals, and that should then carry on throughout the entire experience till the end. I'd be happy with that. I can always turn it off. Can, always mute the can sounds. you definitely not? You can't choose to have like the original version or anything. It's just you may do. I don't know. I haven't. I, I mean, I pushed all the buttons. Uh, nothing happened. But because I mean, in a similar sense, like because I love the Monkey Island remakes. But I guess it's a point and click game, so I just enjoy doing the old puzzles. And I enjoy going back and forth between the between the two. I love both of them on Xbox Live Arcade. They were handled better so. than this. But I didn't actually like the art style of the remake for the Monkey Island nah, games. They were pretty but poor. I still well, yeah, stupid quiff here. But I still enjoy playing them. So maybe I didn't actually enjoy DuckTales that much as a kid, and I'm kidding myself. It's because know. it's because they haven't altered what was good about Monkey Island, which was basically the dialogue and the puzzles. Well, you're right. The, the core is still there. Maybe DuckTales as a platform wasn't as good as I remember it. I don't know. But of course, I don't know any of this until next week. No, of course. So uh, what other games have you been playing? <laughs> have you been playing uh, anything, Dave? We've been playing a little bit of Brothers, and I won't talk about it too much. because What's it called? What's the colon? Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. That's the one. I'm really uh, excited by that, because Chris is kind of doing this thing, because he's finished it, and he's now yeah. not on the podcast. Today he's raving he's, about it as well. He's, he's very raving excited. about it in an interesting way. He's being very careful not to say anything about it, because I get the impression it's one of those games that's it's only about three hours long. It, it, yeah. it's. I read that it makes people cry. Did you? Mm. <laughs> it's kind of what I'd expect the closest That's mean. thing. You shouldn't do that. Mm. It's the closest thing to Journey on Xbox Live. It's on Xbox Live and PSN and PC, but if you're an Xbox player, I think it's the closest thing you'll ever get to Journey. Um, so it's, it, it's Why is not. It, how is it close to Journey? In what way? It's that similar kind of adventure. Do you know what I mean? Where you're, you're thrown into something, you don't really know why you're there or what's going on, really. You I mean you, get, you have a loose idea, so essentially. Is it an experience rather than a game. Yeah, almost. Oh, they're my favourite things. Right, I'm in, I'm sold. It's good. I mean, basically, it's um, you control these two brothers, and they're who I assume is their father. He is dying, and you have to climb this. Spoiler. No, it's not. It's the beginning. Oh, of the it's game. a joke, Dave. You got really too defensive. Then I was only kidding. <laughs> and you have to work your way up to the top of this mountain. I assume to get um, you know something to to help him out a little bit to get him off his deathbed. Cowboy. Um, yeah, Calpol. Oh, yeah, that solves anything. Um, and that's all you really know. And so you start off on this adventure. But the big thing about it is the is the game is the sorry the, the control mechanics in that you control both of the brothers at the same time. You control like in that Wii U mini game on Nintendo Land. There was a whole PS2 game with a pink and yellow rabbit where you had to do. Oh, this. Really? Is it like Mario it Luigi? Bloody hard mm. in the the RPG on 3DS. Those games. You control both of them, but they kind of roped into one another. So anything you it's do, they're both stick at the same time. It? Yeah, you control one character on the left stick, right, one okay, character so on the right stick. Like that. Okay. Um, and, but one brother is older and, and taller, and the other is shorter and you know and younger. So they each have their own uh, unique, unique powers. Not they're not powers, but like the younger one can be boosted up to stuff, and then he has to pull the rope down to let the, the taller one okay, climb. Okay, so it's nice. It's things like that. Sweet. It's quite basic so far in terms of puzzles and stuff. It won't tax... It hasn't, I've, I'm about an hour in. Apparently, it's only about three hours long. But you don't really you don't really mind that it's kind of easy to play. That's kind of the joy of it, really. It's just you're, you're soaking it in as, you, mm. as you're going through it. But, no, it's really nice. It's, um, it's made by Starbreeze, who did... Uh, the Riddick. Riddick games and Syndicate. Starbreeze are a wonderful uh, um, atmosphere mm. and the fact that I love, they're one of the things I really loved about the uh, darkness. Because the Starbreeze did the first darkness the first game, one. Right? Yeah. Which Starbreeze are you talking about? Because then they all get split up and now we have a, Syndic- we have a Starbreeze that aren't actually the original Starbreeze and they're now is, making other games. This is the original Starbreeze, isn't it? I think but so. didn't all the guys go somewhere else and they're making a different game now? Are you sure this is Starbreeze or the new company? I think it's Starbreeze. I'm pretty I'm sure pretty it's Starbreeze. Sure it's Starbreeze. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's I fine. I think it is. They've still got some people, I think. I mean, studios, they might have lost some people, but... 
What's the business? Some kind of, of them did splinter off to make a different. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I think this. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it's kind of this Nordic fantasy <laughs> troll stuff because trolls and, and things are you know. Big part mm. of Nordic culture. Big part of Nordic culture. <laughs> 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 you just there. wander past and down the street. Wake up. All right, all right. Some fish and eggs for breakfast, <laughs> and then they uh, get attacked by trolls. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. I don't, you know, whether it's as good as some of the reviews are saying, I don't know yet. Yeah, no, I get the impression because uh, I think. Um, this morning when Chris was talking about it with you, I got the impression that you're, you're, it's because it's quite short. Yeah. Stuff happens and the game changes. Yeah, and it seems like you're at the bit where something's about to happen. Yeah, like, but I, I don't know what it. it is. Yeah, I'm so excited though because we. Were yeah, talking, I bet I love this. You know what? Like, it's a lot of people are down on this sort of thing, but actually now I'm well up for this. I this is my favorite want, kind of game. I either want my game to be something so deep and intricate <laughs> yep. that it blows my mind. Um, or something that's really light narrative based I can get done in three hours yeah there's yeah. almost I'm going to say this word almost a little bit pretentious I kind of like her pretense nowadays <laughs> I wanted to try and make me cry I don't mind it as long as it's done well of course yeah, oh no, it can't be awful as long as it's done really but like I, I, don't, I literally know nothing about this game other than that yeah. it exists so this is not this is just my opinion but you know if this if the dad died or something and it was done in a beautiful way, I just realized I, I, it. it. I love it. I love stuff like that. The idea of if somebody says you've got to play this game, it's got an incredible story, and I say how long is it? If they say it's more than twenty hours, probably never going to. No, happen. but you say three, I'd probably play that evening. Yeah, I'll play that yeah, evening. Three. Three. There's no dialogue, but a lot of it's about the interactions. Oh, this is so brilliant. you'll meet you'll meet other characters in the world, and each character, each brother, will do different things when you go up and interact with them, and it's about discovering that. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, re- it's awesome. really nice. When's it's it really out? Nice. It's out today. Brilliant! I'm going to buy it on the PC. I'm going to buy it on the personal is computer. Is it on XBLA? XBLA, PSN, and PC. Yeah. I'll buy this. How much is it? Eight hundred points. Eight hundred points. Too much. I still buy it. Is it only eight hundred? I think. It could be twelve hundred. Could be twelve. Oh no, I not twelve. I don't know for sure. But I thought it was eight, but it could cheap. be twelve. I still buy it. Not sure. I'm not. I, honestly, this is a terrible thing to say, given everything I've just said. But I'm still. I, this is mostly because my PS3 broke before I take the phone. Goes. Yep. Wah. Yep, I haven't played, played Journey yet. I haven't played Journey either. But know why? It's too high a price. Too expensive. Is it? Yep. I've got it somewhere. It's like 12 quid. I know, but it's so good. Yeah, but it's like, how long is it? Four hours? It's a lot. For three. Hours. It's, it's there's a really lot. Good. Yeah, I do agree. I know, but it's, that, this is what I, I mean. I still want to play it. I know it's really good, and I probably will buy it for that price, but I still think they priced it wrongly, because I think there's I agree, not actually. alone with that. I think that. it's been on sale quite a lot. Well, I've missed it. And to be honest, I don't switch my PS3 on that often. Mm-hmm. It's the sort of thing where, like, with Flower, which I loved... Because you know I am there was a essentially pack. a massive pack with like all their games together. <laughs> and a massive in one. flower. I am. I am a massive flower. I'm a daisy. It's much better than flower. Well, no, but that's the thing is I like flower because flower was about four or five quid, mm. which is like that's my it, sweet spot. Yeah, I totally agree. Five quid with games like Bosh. that because I bought. I always forget the name of this. Lingering Shadows. That wasn't even a. That was. That was and rubbish, I spent so it? much money on that, and I played for ten minutes. I don't. I always cried. I don't understand. <laughs> I still don't understand. If somebody wants to get in touch with me, let me know what the hell Lingering Shadows is all about. I'd massively that, appreciate that's it. That's not even a. But since anything. then, I am now a bit weary with these games like that. We go. How much money am I yeah. going to put down on this? Because if I get some weird experience where I'm at some kind of mountain and I, I literally, I think it was cannot bad, progress. I think it was just playing I think bad it business. Is a sense. bit more expensive, too expensive, but you could journey. You could definitely do more than. Yeah, but once. journey only despite the critical acclaim of Journey they only like started making a profit what was it like four months ago I remember mm. there was a thing where they just went oh I'm making a profit now it's like mm. dude your games have been out for so long and I think it was the price because it was such critical acclaim but then if, if someone like me I love Ponzi games I love arty games I love short games I'm not buying it then there's something mm. wrong mm. you know it's just it's all I, very well being like oh but this is a wonderful experience it's worth this amount of money sorry you've got to deal with the current You've got to deal with marketing as well. The thing, I mean, I probably would, because my PS3 did break, I probably would spend £12 on it, but I'd probably be a little bit grudgingly doing it. Whereas if it was even eight quid 
or below, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it precisely. Away. You've yeah. got to get the price point right. I agree. It's a competitive market, and it's not about devaluing games. And a lot of people just go, "Well, I can buy something with my phone for sixty nine p, so why should I spend more than that on anything?" It's like, well, you're an idiot because <laughs> mobile phone games are consistently shine. Get out of the podcast. Um, room. I can't really take part in this conversation because I spent. 25 quid on Skylanders last weekend. But you like Skylanders, Dave, so it's fine. <laughs> Matt's shaking his head. But if you like you it, doing? just do it. Well, you know. <laughs> everyone else is doing it. Look, whether, right. you, whether you do it or not, everyone else is doing it. So yeah, you might as well join it. You're, you're not like in the minority here, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not going to get true. a section for this. <laughs> I am at my age group, though. Well, I'm in the I, don't minority. Think, I don't think you are, to really? be honest. I think it's in the Lego. I think Skylanders is now in it's the Lego, Lego zone yeah, I totally agree. of being like. Dad's it, buying it. I know a lot of older people. Not, it, I'm not sure it's quite Lego's own yet. It's not maybe. there, but it's on its way. I can imagine Disney being. I Look, think we all buy weird things with money. But, uh, you buy Skylanders, I buy you know, powder that protein. comes from a cow. I buy Twixes so. and Magnums. <laughs> yeah, so we've yeah. all got our hobbies. Admittedly, mine is the least expensive of those. <laughs> um, anyway, Tom, you played anything new recently? Um, I played some iOS stuff. I've been playing... The stuff that I get for free because I'm really cheap. <laughs> iOS is you can get loads of stuff for free on iOS. Yeah, I love good iOS. stuff. Yeah. And like, I've been playing something called Chopper Mike. I'm excited already. Is it about bikes? <laughs> no, it's about a, 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 it's about a helicopter. Okay, that's really good. That was my second guess. <laughs> no. And um, does it have a face? Does the, does the helicopter well, have a face? It's like a little, almost like a pod copter, and there's right. a little guy sat in it piloting it. It's Mike. That's Mike. It's and called Mike. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. And um, it's it's kind of cross between you know those old. Is it like the, like the games where you just literally go across the screen? You have to hold it to go up. Oh yeah. Go to oh, is it, you can control like the the, is it like, the gravity um, of it. Jetpack Joyride. Because that's similar, probably my favourite mobile game 3D, ever. And it's you have to basically. It's very basic looking. You fly around these little environments, pick up um, like diamonds or something, and then you have to land at the end. Ooh. And it's super simple. This sounds incredible. But it's kind of it just works quite well on a mobile. Like yeah. It's just it's very simple. Yeah. It's just. I mean, it's more complicated than some games because you do control in a 3D space, but it's literally just a control stick and then up and down kind of stuff. And it just it's just one of those easy... And it's called Chopper Mike. Chopper Mike. And yeah. then you get upgrades, like eventually you get like a UFO instead of a helicopter and stuff. And it's a big upgrade. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's what I liked about uh, Jetpack Joyride, actually. Just the way that the upgrades and stuff were quite fun mm. and you end up getting some really silly stuff also the music was just amazing <laughs> I, I sunk so many hours into that I've never played Jetpack Joyride it's brilliant it's really it's, good it's, it's iOS right yeah, yeah it's really it's good and what I love about it is it's just like the art style is beautiful the music's beautiful it's, free. it's so simple free it's free now is it that doesn't surprise me they sold a lot of copies what I liked about it actually was the way it did the microtransaction thing in a way which I respected mm. if you can if you want buy yourself coins to unlock stuff but there was one which was like a couple of quid and it was like, or maybe a quid, I can't remember where it just went, you get twice as many coins. So basically it was like, I bought that. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you can have that. Because then it meant I'm not going to buy anything to make the game easier. It just means I'm going to unlock the stuff at a rate which is... Like a game. More like a game. And you know what? I kind of thought, especially because I played it for like 60p or whatever and played it for about eight hours within a day and mm. I was like, this is amazing. I love this game. Have some of my money. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing, isn't it? When you're over with quality. That's how free play should work. pushing you into a corner and saying, right, bitch, now give me some money. But the whole system's screwed because stuff like Real Racing is shite and it makes more money than God. Yeah, while we're talking about that, can you please just give us a really quick summary of Ridge Racer... I want your money game. Drift Driftopia. Yeah, what was the Driftopia? It's the biggest piece of shit I've ever played in my life. But why? What does it do? Because I remember I read your thing and I was shocked. I've never heard of it's a free, free to, to play. play. It's free to get play. I'm fucking mental. I hate free to play. <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever happened in the industry besides the pros jumping on Kickstarter. But um, 
It's just, oh, the whole structure just winds me up. Just but thinking didn't you about say it. you can actually right. get it cheaper? So by... here we go. So what were you going to say? Didn't you say you can get it cheaper? There's a way to actually have it cheaper and not do the whole free-to-play stuff. Is yeah, by right? buying Ridge Racer Unbounded for like three quid, <laughs> yeah. which is that game, but with all the free-to-play stuff unlocked from the get-go. Oh, it's bollocks. So they give you two cars to start with and 50 repair points, right? It's free to download, obviously, a free-to-play game. Um, now, the point of Unbounded was they introduced all of this uh, crashing stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah. focus of the game. They tried to make it a bit burnout. Like burnout, yeah, yeah. So there's obviously hazards in the environment where you crash and all that stuff. And you crash quite often. Every, anyway, every time you crash in Driftopia, they charge you 10 repair points for the initial cars. It's incredible. So you're allowed five free repairs, essentially, when you start the game. Repair points, I think they're awarded to you over different days that you play it, but yeah. I haven't received any yet. So you just damage your car and you can't yeah. drive it. Exactly. Or, How good is this? How or, good is this? Or you have to buy repair points for real money, right? If you run out of repair points and you don't, buy anymore at that time they take the car away from you you've lost it <laughs> that's amazing it gets better it's wait for amazing. it the other thing is you're only allowed two cars at one point now each car levels up as you use yeah. it then you unlock new abilities for that car it's kind of like a traditional xp system so you don't want to lose them right <laughs> so it'd be nice to have multiple cars just to fall back on Anyway, no, you're only allowed two unless you buy more garage slots. Now, garage slots... It's the greatest game ever made. Ten garage slots slots cost 20 quid. What? To fill those garage slots, you have to buy more cars. <laughs> if you damage those cars and they don't... Take it away. Don't reverse your repair points, they get taken off of you. Wow. And it's the I mean, biggest pile of shit is this, ever. Namco should be ashamed of themselves. Is this the beta still? Is this the final It thing? is the beta, but... So technically... technically like, it, everything might change. But, but right now, if we're discussing it as a beta product, that's incredible. That yeah. is like you, you're drinking some squash right now, Dave. Yeah. That is like me charging you for that squash and halfway through you go, no more squash for you. <laughs> oh, you take right. it away. You've emptied that glass. I'll take the glass is off it? you. I'll have to buy a new one next time. I mean, the, the, the issue of digital ownership is a, is a fuzzy one. Yeah. To say but the that's least. terrible. But that's taking the piss. And most of the time, I just kind of turned a blind to free to play but that's insulting is, obviously you want to buy a better car the more expen- the, the better cars are more expensive but they also cost more repair points to repair it is well, weird. These, um, <laughs> it's weird it's, it's like it's unbelievable game built around crashing almost like it's like saying burnout yeah but every time you hit another car it yeah. damages you, so you have to pay for but the repairs then, it's but then bit... with with real racing you look at the uh, when you actually find out you know what, how that works you mm. kind of go that's insane nobody's going to put up yeah, with it doesn't do. it make and a million dollars a day it's insane people yeah. throw money at it but you know what I think the only answer with this stuff is it's one of the side effects of games becoming a mass media now yeah. is it means that a lot of people, the most money is always going to come from absolute idiots. And it's like Adam Sandler movies. You know, Adam Sandler movies, there's a film After called... After a certain point, because some of his movies were good. Can I say that? Is that right? Everyone yeah, no, stop no, talking. No, okay. no, Oh, no. no I right. hated Terry Treadwell with me in. This is the thing about Adam Sandler, right? He used to make great movies. Okay, cool, he made yeah, a couple of awesome ones. Yes. But now, there was oh, a terrible. film he made a couple of years ago called Jack and Jill. Awful. And yes. there's an entire podcast devoted to this. No, not a podcast. It's the Red Letter Media guys yeah, 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 yeah. where they go through this film and explain it. It is so close to being fraud uh, in terms of the fact that he literally, he got paid like 80 million or something ridiculous for the film. And the film must have been shot on 50K, 100K. It's the cheapest shit this movie you've ever seen full of product placement and yet it made a ton of money in the box office and people love it so it's almost like with that the games industry we're getting to the point where we we have 
the Adam Sandler games. Jack and Jill the game. Where we just have to ignore it and it's depressing. Yeah, and focus like, on the good shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's right. like the, the good stuff is still going to make money. Yeah. It's just all the money is going to go straight <laughs> Adam Sandler's going to turn up every now and then. Absolute fuckwits. Yeah. Um, but screw it. If you want to race around digital cars that cost £50, then you're a fucking idiot. So how much it um, costs? No, some of them do, yeah. I think so. £50? Real racing. Real racing oh, real racing. Really, really extreme. But I'm not sure it's as bad as some of the stuff. That no, I mean, maybe not £50, but it's, it's some of the stuff is very expensive mm. eye-openingly expensive yeah it's, yeah it's like what it's just the constant spend money i hate it spend money spend money spend money and that's Ridge why Racer i didn't does like it so um, bad that's why i didn't like skylanders it was just like hey here's a tour you haven't got yeah. here's an advert for it. <laughs> yeah. and you like, want it man it's like you just want a special move for a toy you haven't got yeah. and, it, and it's like do you want to watch an advert for that toy here it is it's genius but <laughs> don't it's even dark. get to answer yeah no you do get to choose but oh, okay Mm. Anyway, mate, oh, humbug, been, do you, know what, you said you've been playing loads of games. I've been playing loads of stuff. I'll run through his stuff really quickly, okay. actually. Um, I finally, obviously, we finished Dark Souls Pants Man a couple of weeks ago. It's Amazing. exciting. I took my clothes off. I'm not even joking. Uh, Dark Souls Literally Pants Man. Dark Souls 2 Pants Man would, of course, return in March. In the meantime, we are thinking of what we're going to do next. We'll talk about that soon. But, excitingly, I did actually finally get to play Dark Souls 2. The good news is, it's pretty good. It's slightly different in lots of ways. I'm not going to talk about this here because I actually made a video which um, will be going up on the site as well, hopefully. It will be up by the time you read this. It should be on the main page. But also it's on YouTube. And it's essentially a 20-minute... It might as well be a podcast of me just explaining all the stuff that's changed and interesting things about the game. So if you are a Dark Souls nut... Just go and watch that. Over the as like a broad thing, do you think they're making the right choices? I think they're making some yeah. interesting choices. I interesting. can't tell if they're right or not. Okay. I don't think they're bad. I think it's just um I'm kind of relieved to see that they are changing some things. Yeah. And a lot of elements is becoming closer to the original sort of precursor, Demon, Demon Souls. Souls. Right, yeah. Um I don't think it's a step backwards, it's just an interesting change. And I'm interested to see where they're going with it with the whole it's very difficult to make any judgments about it without seeing the whole picture of course yeah but I, mean, I must say I am pleased to see the fact that A it's not easy and B they haven't just copy and pasted the stuff from Dark Souls because I think there is a tendency as we saw with Crackdown 2 when you pass over a game to either a new studio or a new lead mm. there is a tendency for people to be like oh god this is so popular just don't change anything they yeah. quite easily could have done that I guess. Uh, and yeah. if it did play and feel exactly like Dark Souls I think a lot of fans would have been initially sated initially relieved but mm. the end game might have felt somehow weaker for him fair enough but we'll see and uh, another game I've been playing obviously I played a lot of Shadowrun Returns which I kind of agree with a lot of people like yeah I mean it's, just, it's that weird thing where people really really like it but also accept that it has massive problems It's. I think it's something that's uh, just a Kickstarter problem really um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's not just restricted to uh, video games I've been playing quite a few Kickstarter board games with some of my mates recently. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. no, there's a lot of Kickstarter board games and they have the similar problems in the fact they're very ambitious with their ideas, yeah. have some really cool stuff, but sometimes just a bit shonky and a little bit rough around the edges. There was a yeah. whole thing yeah. recently with that board game that didn't, they, they made like 150,000 or something and they and it went it, bust. They yeah. just cancelled it all or something. Yeah, well, there's, there's the same problems as, as you have with games. Mm. But the Kickstarter thing is interesting because I think that Shadowrun Returns is if if this was just a game straight up I think it would have been judged a bit more harshly but because it comes with it the tools to make your own little adventures it's a really nice touch and I know I'm kind of glad I've got it now because it's one of those things where I'm still playing the campaign I'm enjoying it the writing is great it's yeah, fun says that, yeah. the combat it's a bit of a shame that actually the stuff which you can't alter i.e. the framework of the game and the combat is just slightly not as good as it could have been Otherwise, it could have been a bit of a classic. Yeah. But I'm still excited to see that I reckon in about a year from now, there'll be suddenly from nowhere, a modder will come up with this incredible campaign and it will be amazing. 
I think I want to play yeah. it. I never say that about games like that. I'm kind of intrigued. Well, by if it. you like f- the idea of cyberpunk fantasy with orcs mm. and elves and magic, then it's really it's just like games like I don't get made anymore. Yeah, that's what I like. I like games like that. And you know, haven't been getting made for a long time. Yeah. As as when Shadowrun returned originally. It was a bloody online-only Xbox... This is why I'm the problem, though. That nonsense. wasn't a good game, but I kind of enjoyed it. I think well, I just enjoyed the, the novelty of it. It was I very early it, on, wasn't it? Just it just felt like that was the only way they could bring the IP back. Yeah, and true. it just got crippled it by rubbish. It. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the Kickstarter thing is interesting. And uh, I think that it's funny because there's a lot of talk about Kickstarter fatigue. But I think it's just in the media. Because I think that we're tired of talking about Kickstarter stuff sometimes. Too many people talk about it, yeah, but it still but works. at the yeah. same time, like the, the amount of money being spent on Kickstarter games is just increasing. So there's been bad stories about it. Mm. But year on year, it's, it's growing. Um, and I think it does have its problems. But also... When you get stuff like this and stuff like FTL and all these little games that I love, that would have struggled it's hard to, to find hate funding, it, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm down with I it. I want to see what Tim Shaver's going to do. If Tim Shaver can get this project sorted out and I love it, then I'll be on board. Yeah, they really dig but, that. Well, yeah. It's just hmm, it's, it's dodgy. It's difficult. And there are a lot of. Uh, I think it's interesting, especially with the whole uh, the guy from Silicon Knights. And that whole Dennis Dyack, I think mm. that whole thing is very fuzzy. And because yeah, I want that game to be made bizarrely, because I like. He said, forgetting the eternal darkness. There we go. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, but I mean, when you read, because there was that massive piece on Kotaku about the background. Yeah, I know, it didn't sound... It sounded so dodgy. Yeah. And I think actually what's going to be interesting about Kickstarter in the next few years is we'll start to find out more about what developers are like, because it feels like instances like this where classic devs are standing up and going, I'll make this game. It feels like a lot of people feel they have an ethical responsibility to kind of go, oh, guys, <laughs> mm. I know you think that guy's really good, but actually... He's kind of been ruining games for about 15 years. Well, that's years, the thing so. with the Tim Shaver thing as well. And I love Tim Shaver. Yeah, but He's I one wonder. Of my favorite, but yeah. I wonder if stuff like, if there were so many problems with games like Brutal Legends and Psychonauts and things like that, it's because Tim Shaver, maybe, maybe he's a bit difficult to work with. I mean, I don't know. And I've heard that know. about, I've heard that many times about Ron Gilbert. The yeah, classic yeah, 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 creator no, of Monkey too, Island. Yeah. I've heard that he is trouble. And yeah. I've heard that he wrecks projects. Um, which may be why, that, that he, even when he went back to work with his old buddy Tim Shaver, he, he left again. He left again. Yeah. Who knows? So, who knows? I think it's interesting, and I think it is, it's cool that it's opening up the industry in some ways. Uh, the other games I've been playing recently, oh, I've been playing so many. Um, obviously, we played a little bit of Saints Row 4. Oh, yeah, we should have talked about that, really. Uh, we can't talk about it now. It's brilliant. You go for it. You might as well explain. Well, you I mean, saw me doing bits of it. Well, like I say, when there's a video going up, maybe today, maybe sometime this week. I don't know when it's yeah, going to go up. Yeah, whenever. Soonish. Um, and I, I never been the biggest Saints Row fan. Saints Row 3 made me laugh a lot watching other people play it. Saints Row 2 and 1 were not my cup of tea at all. But I mean, the opening half an hour of Saints Row 4 is just brilliant. Yeah. It's tongue-in-cheek. It doesn't take, take itself too seriously, which all games do nowadays. It knows exactly what it wants to be, and it's not scared to try new things. It's incredibly it's fantastic. Dumb, what I liked about it was it wasn't too self-referential. Yeah. Because in the start of Saints Row 3, it's like, hey, all these characters chatting to each other, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I've never played You're the Saints Row game. Yeah. And because they're such big games, the idea of being like, oh, go back and play two first, it's like, fuck No off. way, yeah. That was a bad game hours. as well, yeah. Um, so it, it seems more focused on fun. But actually, yeah, well, again, this is one that we go into quite a lot of detail in the video. Yeah, probably. Watch the so video for definitely, more. If you're interested, just, watch it. It, it, it. For someone that may be not sold on it, like honestly, if you just want to have a laugh with a game, <laughs> it, 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 requ- like you said, it requires no previous knowledge. It's just the jokes are so 
open and accessible, but also quite niche and funny at the same time. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I'm quite disappointed that people think they view it as an expansion pack. Definitely not. Well, yeah. I don't think so. The only thing I'd love to have... Does it have co-op? It doesn't have co-op, does it? It does have online it co-op. Does, yeah. yeah. So I can run around the city with somebody else and just... Yep. Oh, well, then that's it. I'm sold. I'm in. Me you and know, me, I, Dave. Yep. We're doing it. I said this in the video, but the one thing I will say about this game that I really like is it feels like the way they design this is the way that all games should be designed. They haven't started off with a theme and a setting and stuff. They started off and gone what do we want in our game? Yeah. And they've decided the elements that they want to be in it, and then they've created a theme that fits it. And the theme is, basically, you're in a virtual city that's been imagined and controlled by a 1980s-style alien overlord. And it basically means they can do whatever they want. So yeah. you've got Crackdown. You've basically, you're a superhero, you collect orbs. So they've literally, they've just gone... Hey, you know the orb collecting thing from Crackdown? Let's just put it in. It's amazing and that no one else has ever done for no reason. And there's so many things from other games where they've literally just gone, we want this in. And it's all tied under the incredibly loose but knowingly so premise that, well, it's a virtual world. And it's aliens. (laughs) So literally, it's like they've created a setup where they can just go, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. And I've got a lot of time for that. I do. I just love the fact they don't feel sort of that you have, we it have to be sort of fit into a certain box. Yeah, but it's there's just, loads of um, fun. A I lot love of that. a lot of people have already just done the kind of a lot of websites have done the lazy thing of gone. Here's the first ten minutes of the game. We've played past that and we've got to the point where we're actually in the open world city. So if you want to see what the actual game's like, yeah, and you want to experience that first half hour, yeah, you want to experience that for yourself. Back. Don't ruin it for yourself. Because don't if you're watch it, the game, man. it's really funny. It's genuinely funny. Yeah, it, really, it's stuff it. that games don't do. So fair play, fair play, volition. Well done. I say finally the other game I have been playing a lot this week. Uh, it's one that I. It's funny, right? This game, I need to. I feel like I need to defend myself with this a little bit because it's just such a weird game. Let's be Larry. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's called Divinity Dragon Commander. Now, originally, I only, this is the one that you draw on paint. This is the one I drew oh, okay. in MS Paint, right? Because <laughs> I got an email about it being Divinity Dragon Commander, and I thought that's a ridiculous name, but it has the word dragon in it. I'll have a look. And Commander started load it up on the computer, and I thought, God, this is a bit fiddly and a bit weird. And then I uh, jumped into it. And it kept crashing. So I was going to make a video about it, but I thought, well, sod it. I'll draw loads of pictures in Dragons and MS Paint, and that'll be my preview. It was good. But then loads of people said, oh, this is funny, but actually, I'm kind of interested to see what the game's like. Will you make another video? <laughs> that doesn't require you shows us what the game is. And I was like, fuck you, guys. Yeah, done it. Do you think I am a games journalist? No, but so I went back and I, I did that. Um, but then I got intrigued, and I kind of enjoyed it and thought, this is actually quite cool. <clears> and then one of the devs said, I like that, but you should look at the campaign because there's actually loads of stuff in the campaign that might surprise you. And I was like, all right. Anyway, long story short, this game is really interesting. <laughs> like, really interesting, right? Because get this, right? Do you command dragons? No, no. Oh, better right. than what? that, right? That? <laughs> sort of point. Yeah. Better than that, right. right? You, right, this is, you have to bear with me, right? It's like this, the main game is played on an almost like Risk-style map where you move around units, and it's like a board game, basically, right. of moving different types of units around, building structures that give you bonuses over time, and basically taking control of a Risk-style map. But on top of that, you're also... Uh, in an airship, which is like in StarCraft 2, where you've got all the characters on the airship and you can go to different areas and buy upgrades that are persistent upgrades to your army and your character that give you stuff, and you also have conversations. But then also, you've got your military advisors who you can send in to do battles for you, but you've also got your counsellors, your political advisors, and you have political advisors from five different races, like elves, dwarves, gnomes, the undead... But they all kind of mimic different liberal stances that mm. mimic the real world. And these councillors, you have to make decisions on stuff. So already within the first like hour of the game, I've had to make a decision on whether or not I want conscription, 
of being like, do I want to conscript scholars? Uh, whether or not I think women and men should be paid the same. Uh, whether what? or not, yeah, whether or not I think that um, you know people who've been injured in the workplace and or in war should be looked after by the state. Uh, and it's like you have to make all these decisions. And also, the, the world I felt bad about is like well, I kind of wasn't sure what to do. But they said we've got a big problem with immigration because of war. Should we deport any foreign criminals? And I was like, well. Sounds like it's a good idea, doesn't it? <laughs> Are you replicating real life here, mate? Then Did you I'm... drive around in a big truck with a megahorn going, who's foreigner? Get out! But I felt bad because then I realised, obviously, that I did that thinking, well, it sounds like a good idea, but then I realised, obviously, that just meant that people were more quick to demonise and point the blame at foreigners to get them out. So it's and like a political simulator. Yeah, so basically, you've got political simulator, but it's the thing of, like, the undead are super, like, um, like right wing and then the elves of super left how does that, wing how does it influence things your decisions well, well it's like the different parties give you kind of different bonuses and so it means because i favored the dwarfs a bit they make loads of money so i right. i've got given cards which i use in the kind of board game bit of being like well this gives you more money on this gold mine so basically the the main part of the game the strategy is a turn-based essentially it is a board game with cards and stuff <laughs> so the bonuses you get but then even stuff like when I chose that women should get paid the same amount of men, my female commanders now cost the same amount to deploy in battle as the men do. Mm. But then, because I did conscription, all of my units are slightly cheaper, but I get less. It's like the, decision, mad. the decisions you make actually do have like a tangible effect on the, that will span out for the rest of the game. Do you still burn people with dragons? But this is the this is the kicker. <laughs> right? Every now and then, dragon just come. This is the kicker. Immigration. When you actually get right, your character, your character on this airship that is run by it's like controlled by a demon or something of course it is you are a, you are a dragon your character is half man half dragon which means you are the dragon commander oh, i see and it means when you go into this is insane it's mental <laughs> when you go into battles right you um and it's like really this is the shonky <laughs> bit of the game right but when you have these battles on the board game if you if you're definitely going to win if it's like your army outmasses them you just go auto battle done send in one of your generals they do it but if it's a battle where it's like, oh, we might lose this one, or you're heavily outnumbered, you will go in yourself, and you'll play this really simple kind of RTS game where you build units and build bases and hold positions. And this bit's like, it looks quite pretty, but it's quite basic. Yeah. Um, but you're a dragon, and it means that you're doing an RTS thing and you're moving around the camera like you Do you, you look should. like a dragon? Yeah, you're actually a dragon. So, so you, you can transform pretty not much. Not only you're a dragon, you're a dragon with a jetpack. So what? the last yeah. thing a dragon needs oh, no, you, flames and fire you say that. more flames and fire. You say that, but honestly, it's impressive because what happens is um, you basically, at any point, you just press R on the keyboard and wherever your camera is then in the RTS thing, so you're just looking over about it, as long as you're close to units, suddenly the ca- the, a dragon just spawns in front of where the camera is and you use the keyboard controls just to fly it round and you use like one to five on the keyboard to cast spells and then you press spacebar to activate a jetpack and you can fly across the whole of the map on these giant maps in like a second. You literally just go... Poof. But it ends up being this thing of you you can't build units when you're in dragon form. So you build a big army, but you can like use the keyboard shortcuts to select units nearby and, set, and point where you want them to go. So you have this thing Incredible. of being like... You fly over and you... It's really wonky and not amazing, but it's the way you can literally just have an army beneath you and select them all and then go over there. And then cast a buff which makes them all like move really quickly and then you can be firing healing beams at them firing fireballs at the enemies but then you can realize that you've got a battle on the other side of the map jet back over in a second <laughs> and immediately back. you literally just go <laughs> like a power ranger and then you're like 
And it's like, it's one of these things where it's like the actual RTS element in the game uh, is probably the one of the weakest elements in a way. Yeah. But just because this sensation of being not only a dragon setting fire to everything, but also like a dragon who's like, follow me into battle. It's, it's one of these games where it's just like, it's actually really I'm not going to lie, that's really the most interesting fun. game we've chatted about on this podcast, maybe ever. This is the thing, and, and this is the thing, is like a lot of people have said to me, are you going to make a video about the campaign as well? And I'm like, yeah, I probably am. I'm probably going to review it. I would like to see this video, please. That's very important. It's, it's just the, the level of depth. I just, I can't wait to see how far it goes with it. With yeah, a persistent campaign. That is an interesting idea. It's one of these things where it's just so ambitious, and it looks like they might not have completely cocked it up. So it's one of those Never games that a not a lot thing. of people seem interested in because it does look like the sort of trash that appears in our inbox every day. Yeah. But it's not. It's actually, it's kind of ropey, but if you like Diamond games, in the rough. my God, it's a game. There you go. Oh are you the only dragon? No. There are, there there are, are other dragons on jetpacks. Yeah. There are other dragons that you have to fight, and I haven't met them yet, but other commanders have dragons. And also apparently in some battles, you must do, because one of the spells you can upgrade for your dragon allows you to... Uh, like heal ally dragons. So I think you can have battles where you're with other dragons and it's mm. just, it sounds a bit mental. And I like the way that these persistent upgrades, you can choose to either upgrade your army units or you can choose to run research points on getting better dragon skills and you can chat to people on the ship. And it's just generally, it's like... I'm impressed. This is all right. There you um, go. I'm not I'm also... making friends with the elves though because they're quite humanitarian and apparently I'm because I'm you know a warrior dragon being a bit of a bastard but well it happens it happens it does happen I'm also not convinced this game wasn't made while people were on acid I don't, I don't but know. either way I'm very intrigued I'm very <laughs> impressed the guys you used to make Divinity which was really in-depth uh, oh, okay RPGs. so they know what they're doing right okay so they know what they're doing but uh, it's amazing it ever got made because yeah. it is the sort of thing where I imagine I was actually talking to somebody last night who said they interviewed a dev when they were really early stages of it and they were talking about all the stuff they wanted to do in the game and no, they were sort of, he was happen. sort of nodding going, this is not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> but it looks like it has. Apparently there's a bit we have to decide how you feel about gay marriage. So, mm. gay marriage. in a game about um, flying a jetpack dragon around, that's ambitious. But anyway. What about um, gay dragon marriage? Gay dragon marriage. Mm. Wow, that could come up. That could. Because that, <laughs> apparently there's love interest in it. Apparently you can uh, get romantically involved because you're going to be the emperor as well. Okay. Of course, you're the dragon commander. No, don't, you're ma- the don't marry those elves. It'd be like Sonic 2006, wouldn't it? Oh, beastality. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, enough about dragons for now, sadly. Yeah. Um, we will jump in to some, I believe, some questions now. Have we got any major news points to discuss? Um, it's a bit of a quiet one. I think we really, last week we revealed the first ever footage of the video game Logo. Yeah. Which was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was spectacular. <laughs> it's a game we're making. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Horror of the Orient, which is uh, Team Bondi's next game. Maybe cancelled, maybe not. Who knows? Um, so yeah, if you want to take a look at that, it looks a bit like Sleeping Dogs and L.A. Noir. That's the thing. I know a few people have asked what we actually thought about it. And I... I don't think it looks particularly good, but I also am not entirely not intrigued by it, which is an awfully worded sentence. But I I liked L.A. Noir a lot. And I had problems, but I I, I forgave them. I liked it a lot. But but how much did Rockstar have in making sure that was polished and Mm. nice and good? You know, Mm. Rockstar are not silly people. They know what they're doing. And they wouldn't have taken that game on if they didn't know what the problems were. And this Horror of the Orient looks like a game that 
did not have those. Well, it's people. clearly troubled, isn't it? The, yeah, the, like the, the Australian government had to fund it uh, just to keep it going. By the sound of it, for yeah. a bit. whether it's found a new publisher now, I don't. You know, we don't know. But uh, but yeah, if you want to take a look, there's sixty seconds worth of footage on the site. And you'll, you'll you'll definitely know where it's from. Don't worry. You may be thinking, "Where's this video from?" You'll know. <laughs> maybe worry. I'll visit that site another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I'll come back. But no, uh, I thought I thought it was interesting. I don't think we'll ever see it. Is my gut feeling? Um, no. But it looked. I wasn't sure we'd ever see it in the first place. Well, no, I wasn't. It was a game called Horror of the Orient. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be called that, I don't think. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of divided people. I kind of like the the setting more than actually the Mm. kind of what I saw. I thought the setting was cool. But, I mean, how much do we see of that? Really not a lot. So, yeah. 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 Horror of the Orient. Horror of the Orient. Well, let's jump ahead to some questions because we've got quite a few this week, I think. Um, Some questions from the forum, first Uh, of all. Forum people. Question from PB Live. After that rather embarrassing, I don't think it was embarrassing, and quite brilliant spin the bottle video, what other games would make you feel embarrassed if you were caught playing them? What was that game um, that was released a couple of years ago on the Wii? It was basically a sex game. I was embarrassed about oh, playing that. Wow. Do you remember that? It was like naughty but nice. Dare, or something. was it called? Yeah, and it was literally. We quite, Dare, I think it was called. It was not so, exactly kosher mini games. It was, it was bollocks. Rather, yeah, well, yeah, it was bollocks as well. That game, the, the Sega game as well, that came out really early on in DS. I tell you about what, courting women. That'd be a bit weird if you got caught playing that. My mum walked in on me playing um, Singles Flat Up Your Life once. What's that? Singles Flat Up Your Life. It's The Sims. But with more sex. But with sex. And Playboy of the Mansion as well. That's a bit much as well. But. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Dave. <laughs> what about you, Tom? <laughs> uh, Skylanders. Skylanders. No. Brilliant game. Good. No, I'd be embarrassed by I'm that. trying to think, because you know sometimes you'll watch a movie... And you know you shouldn't be watching it, but you feel forgetful and you turn it off. I yeah. can't think of a game I actually play. No, I don't play I games would... like that. Anymore, no, I don't. Really. Um, I don't think I've ever played a game like that. No, I think so. I mean, my levels of embarrassment have shifted now that <laughs> I'm obviously an adult. Um, so it's less like kind of weird, teeny smart, and more mm. just like my girlfriend coming around and going, "Oh, you're playing another game with uh, dragons in it, are you?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "About gay marriage." Mine's so. like, oh, "You play Mega Mind, are you?" It's yeah. not so embarrassing, is it? It's just... Mega Mind is very it's embarrassing. Very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very bad game. Um, Getting caught playing Babe Station is quite a bad game. Yeah, no, precisely. Oh, yeah. I, I must admit, obviously, there's been a hell of a lot of controversy around it recently, but I'd, I'd be embarrassed to be caught seeing playing some bits of Killer is Dead, and uh, so should anyone with uh, half a brain, really. Um, Selamir asks, as someone who has just got a real job and is considering getting a PS3 to catch up on old games, which exclusives do you recommend? That's really easy, right? Last of Us, yeah. Journey, even though it's too expensive. God of War, they're good games. Mm. Oh, I enjoy them. God of War yeah. 3, I enjoy them. Nina Cooney's a bit overrated, but if you love JRPGs, you'll love it. I love um. the original Infamous as well. Never got into Infamous. Mm. Kick my mics if you really, really like shooters, I mean like, you cannot get enough, you'll enjoy Killzone. Resistance but if you do, Or Uncharted. Resistance. All of the Uncharted's. Two. Oh yeah, Uncharted, Uncharted two. two, Uncharted yeah. one just, and two. Uh, but actually, you can just jump straight to two. I'd say play two. I would, I would say double the other one. Just play Uncharted two and leave it at that. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's the, the only games I've really ever switched my PS three on for were Uncharted two, The Last of Us, um, Flower, and a couple of other little indie Resistance games. three. There you go. Said that's that, Dave. Oh, sorry. Said that. Sorry. Tom said that. You never listened to Tom. No, <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> and uh, I really, I really let Tom actually. There's a one JRPG. It's hard as nails. What's it called? Valkyrie Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, I played that. It's really good. Oh, really? Val- oh yeah. Valkyria? Get Valkyrie Chronicles. Valkyria. Valkyria that right? Yeah. That's Whatever it is. Get that um, game. That's fantastic. If you, but that's the thing. If, if you like JRPGs, there's quite a lot of exclusive stuff mm. on the PS3. That's didn't they have worth the one set inside that composer's head as well? Isn't that PS3 exclusive? Yeah, that was, was Eternal Sonata, but that was, was an Xbox exclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was the other way around. Um, Sorry. But, 
Yeah, Zillia's just come out as well. People are right. I don't know. I mean, I think it's very difficult to gauge which JRPGs are good and which aren't mm. because nobody, apart from people who love them, play them. Yeah, um, they did. Feral Cow asks, when you discover a new TV show slash podcast slash series of games, a lot of slashes going on there, do you always start it from the very beginning? Of course. Yeah. It depends. Well, maybe not games. Not podcasts so much, or games. No. TV shows, yes. Yeah, have to do TV it shows. Says, if so, what has taken you the longest to catch up on? Game of Thrones. I've only just done it. So I guess it's Breaking late. Bad. Oh, so. It's taken me about two years to watch the first series. <laughs> it doesn't really count as being like in action. Oh. <laughs> I think in action counts. Um, I think what the one for me is one I haven't done yet, which is The Sopranos, which I, I really want to watch. Oh yeah, West watch. Wing as well. The West but Wing I know there's so much of it. It's like seven seasons. It's a lot. But I, I know it's amazing. Yeah. But I just, I, I'm terrified at how much time that's going to take. Mm. Um... Oh, and somebody, I forgot, I haven't read the second part of this. I write this having found the old videogamer.com podcast, the one that finished in January. And he's, he's currently on episode 24 of 79. So you're not going to, he says, I look forward to hearing the answer wow. to this Wait sometime. So he's going through yeah. them all. He's going through all the wow. old ones. Some good stuff. It's going to be a drastic um, change soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I kind of feel like he doesn't actually know any of the people he's asking no, this yeah. question to. So he might be upset to find that people from four years ago aren't the ones yeah. who answer his oh, question. Well. Good luck. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the sort of thing. Well, I think with this podcast, obviously, we try and keep it relevant. So you, you're you basically, jump in and jump out as you're you doing the wrong thing. You should just listen to the most recent one. Um, but he won't find that out for about eight months. As long as he's having fun. Um, we've got some Twitterings, of course. Uh, Francis Reyes asks, are you looking forward to WWE 2K14? Francis Reyes. I know Francis Reyes. Yeah, right, so Francis. basically they're asking you. Yeah, I know him. Um, I know him. He's a good boy. Thank you very much for the question. Am I looking forward to WWE 2K14? Yes. Uh, what was the other part of the question? And who's your favourite wrestler? Whatever. My favourite wrestler is CM Punk just because of his... Oh, his grammar videos are amazing. Video, good hookup, Matt. My favourite wrestler is Bret Hart and I like a lot of other people as well. But I am looking forward to... W- I will say this about WWE 2K14. This will be the last year you ever see the WWE games in the guise that you're used to. Next year, I can't guarantee, but I'm very, very confident that it will change massively. Yeah. So if you enjoy I'm, the Ukes games, and let's yeah. face it, you should be bored of them by now, <laughs> next year's will be very, very different. I think they'll take it internally, won't they? I think they'll keep Ukes on because I think they'll need people. And I think they're quite cheap. Uh, but I think it will be very different. And be better next year is the year wrestling fans next okay. gen next gen next developer so next game really get all of those sweaty nips as accurate as possible and i love sweaty nips mm. <laughs> i've got you on the record with that <laughs> yeah. now. finally i've been trying to coax you into this for ages i'm sorry to tell you simon but i'm wearing a wire <laughs> i've been fine. wearing a wire the whole time I, I stand by my statement i'm not a games but journalist I, I still think this year's will be good i think you just have to remember with the two good the wwe games you have to play a multiplayer and never play them in single player no ever, no ever. of course um joe Mullin asks, will you be attending Gamescom? Yes, we will. All of us. So uh, if you do see us there, then uh, come up and do, give us a lunge. Uh, <laughs> Nick Sologoob, I believe. Great name. I think it's the way you say it. Apologies if not. Uh, what do you think Project Titan from Blizzard is going to be? An MMO. It's a good guess, Yeah, I, I reckon it's <laughs> going to be an MMO. Warcraft 2? No, no, it's not going to be that. that will they move suicide. away from Warcraft, do you think? I don't know. Uh, yes, for now, I think. You think? Yes. It's such a big brand, though, isn't it? Yeah, be big, but I think um, I don't know. Be a big risk, I think. But I, I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised if the next thing to do Warcraft is Warcraft Four, just because they need to mix it up a bit. Possibly, um, but I don't know what a Warcraft. It's I mean, it's difficult. People say, oh, it's on the decline, but it's like, yeah, but it's still got seven million mm. people playing yeah. it. That's 
a lot of right. cash, yeah. That's quite a lot of money. Mm. Um, so I don't know what the deal is with that. I've kind of stopped caring. It became such a weird and what was its, uh, atmosphere and wow. Its was peak it? was what, like 13 million, like two, three years ago? Mm, yeah, so I was... dropped like 5 million. It's not great. It is a big drop, but considering how long it's been out, it's I not... played it in the first kind of, maybe not the first year, but maybe... The... No, actually, I got into it quite early. I played it for the first couple of years. I was big into it when it was quite new. But it has that classic that all MMOs have is once you lose a sense of discovery in the world yeah, and exactly. how it works... <laughs> But also, it's like also the fact that you increasingly have a population of people who are the veterans, and it becomes less of you being able to go in and say, "Oh, what's this? How does this work?" And people go, "Oh God, you don't know how that I works." I can see them making a big push for it next year, though, isn't it? Isn't it the ten year anniversary next year? So no, I imagine I they might do something Maybe, to try and get people back. What can they do? I mean, they got more expansions know. planned, though, right? There's another expansion on the way. Is, Is that there? true? Well, I mean, the most. The grandest thing they did was when they uh, recently they reworked was I say recently about six months ago or something they reworked the entire of the early game pretty much in lots of the areas. So most of the areas, if you start a new character, the way that you level from zero to level thirty or whatever, and the places and the, the quests, they just redesigned it all completely mm. and they made it so much better. Mm. But it's still the same thing. The problem is, you know, you can only keep uh, repolishing the same castle again and again. It's still the same bricks. And, yeah. And I think that the problem with MMOs generally is once you see the strings, once you see how it works, you're just playing an Excel spreadsheet with pretty colours. And uh, at that point, it stops being Same fun. with everything. Eventually, your brain just goes, I can't take anymore. Like, I have to have a break from Bethesda games now. Because I played so much Oblivion and Fallout 3, and I played so much Skyrim. I just can't... That template, I need a break from it. Yeah, Massively well, I think now, with MMOs particularly, you, 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 you're constantly chasing carrots. And mm. after a while, you start to realise that there aren't any carrots. <laughs> you're only going to get prunes. You can, um, you can play Elder Scrolls online. Oh, a bit that different. Can, that can jump off a boat, can't didn't, it? Didn't EverQuest get announced last week? Yeah, I, next I quest. It, but it looked. Did it have? Oh yes, it was a while away. But does it have some kind of building? Yes, it's voxel based, so it's Minecrafty, and apparently it has elements of building and destruction. Mm. All these games are like Dark Chronicle, the greatest Japanese RPG ever yeah, made, and everyone's forgotten about that. Make Dark Chronicle three. It wouldn't be called. It'd be called Dark Cloud three. Dark Chronicle yeah, Dark two. Dark Chronicle two was awesome. It's brilliant. It's I love that. The best Japanese game. Ever, Japanese the best JRPG ever made, and no one remembers it. It got too hard though. Yeah, massively too hard. But I liked it a lot. That whole building thing where you built oh, your town. Oh, those puzzles were hard. Oh, Some the of the puzzles. Was, it was like wow, the very end that? of that. Did you finish it? No. The last um, sort of half an hour or how long it takes you is you have to refight every boss in the game oh, on one life off. it's so hard honestly so if hard. i could change one thing about uh, japanese games industry i would force them to change the pacing of jrpgs yes, because completely. they're tradition yes, 100%. They're tradition of being like having the first 15 hours being fun and then opening up the world and it just fuck becoming you, yeah. a trudge yeah agreed it's like you know what we're here for the story the story suddenly stops and it's like you get to the end of disc three and now it's like, hey, you know that story you love? Well, you can't finish it until you do 20 hours of fighting optional bosses. Fuck you. Just give me the ending. Yep. The amount of JRPGs where I don't know how they end just because yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't be asked. It's too hard. It's nonsense. But Dark Chronicle 3, please, thanks. Dark Chronicle bloody 3. Or whatever you call it. Um, but yeah, actually, I will quickly say about um, Elder Scrolls Online. I heard recently, I think uh, Mitch Dyer from IGM was talking about that guy and know a little bit. And he seems to know stuff. And he was saying, and this made me think, oh God, it's going to be trash. Is he said, uh, if you're a Skyrim fan, then you know, you'll know you love Elder Scrolls Online, even though it feels a bit more soulless. And to be honest, I think the Elder Scrolls <laughs> games are bloody soulless to begin <laughs> That's with. That's the biggest... I played it for half an hour 40 minutes at E3 there's just no personality to it well there's I don't think it's Skyrim has any personality I think that's the problem it's all just plasticine face bores is and that such a problem in, a, rubbish. in an MMO like obviously something like Skyrim it's it, really it needs boring. a bit of character but 
Oh, it's and, really been... And it fails because it doesn't have that. Well, I think Skyrim but, does, but, but for an MMO, though... It, but I don't think that Elder Scrolls Online is boring. It's boring. Steve described it as he'd rather be dead, and he may <laughs> not be too far off. <laughs> That's a hell of a preview. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, some more questions. We've got a few more. Uh, with Left 4 Dead 3 leaked yesterday. Leaked in... Um, yeah, Dave. Yeah. It's not actually. Maybe well, actually, it kind of looks. As like Dave it is. said, Valve loves to troll. It, they do, but this one looks like it could be legit. It's the most legit leak yet. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, what changes, especially with the international? Obviously, Dota stuff's happening this week. They've got a lot of people going around behind closed doors. It's the sort of time when stuff is going to slip happen, up if yeah. it does. Because Valve have never had this amount of people in this capacity wandering around their offices. Yeah. Anyway, um, what changes would you like to see from the zombie shooter? Aim down sights. That's what put me off Left 4 Dead. You're kidding me. You don't need that. I can't play a shooter if it doesn't have... <laughs> it doesn't have what they're called iron sights. Yeah, iron sights, yeah. uh, What does it need? Not a lot, really. Just keep iterating on what you were doing. I still think Left 4 Dead 2 is pretty much, for what it wanted to be, perfect, if I'm honest. Mm. I think it's a fantastic game. And multiplayer is just out of this world. So just iterate it a bit more, you know, come up with the ideas that kind of make it feel new, but just polish. I'm going to go out here and say something that's equally idiotic to what Dave said <laughs> uh, in many regards. <laughs> God bless their insights. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, whatever. It just feels uh, inaccurate. Anyway, whatever. I'm going to say more zombies. Next gen, just more zombies. There we go. Yeah. So we are going for iron sights and more zombies. Yeah, and that is game design from eight-year-olds. <laughs> can we have a game with everything, everything can in we it have ever frag with guns? Grenades. And you can fly into space and fly to other planets and then blow up the prostitutes on that planet, please. I'm trying to think, that what is, didn't uh, I like about Left 4 Dead? I mean, presumably they could have something like, with the way things are going, like second screen, you could have like someone controlling the director. Like being well, that would be cool, that, actually. I'd like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's an awesome idea for iPads or PC of actually mm. actually choosing where the zombies come from. Yeah. That would be incredible, especially if you could have... Because you, you do that so easily of having like a vision map because instead of having the thing of being like, you can't spawn there because they can see you, which is a lovely mechanic anyway, if you're having a top-down thing where you can see the areas where you can just go, bump, yeah. and suddenly zombies will start coming from there. I would like, if we're going to go into a completely dream world, where because I love the whole versus mode, I think it's fantastic, whereas somehow you have a game that's like two to four hundred... And three hundred and ninety-six, <laughs> yeah, three hundred ninety-five or ninety-six people could play as zombies. That would be work. cool. That it would be work. amazing. It would, but it wouldn't work in this be... room talking about it. It'd be amazing. No, <laughs> can you imagine how little fun it would be being a normal zombie? Exactly. Just when walk... you, you spend like a yeah. few minutes shuffling around a corner and then you get shot and you're dead immediately. <laughs> but then you come back as a tank and be like, "Oh, it was all worth it. It was worth yeah, those twelve like, other deaths." It's like playing the lottery. You probably play for about an hour. <laughs> before you get to be the tank but when you win the lottery it's great <laughs> <laughs> it's life changing <laughs> I, I'd be surprised but yeah, I'm just gonna oh, smile and god we're terrible at game design yeah. aren't we? this is why we do what we do um, finally on this front actually I've got a few more but um, what do you think of EverQuest next or oh, we've already talked about that actually will it be next gen of MMOs I don't bloody know and um, we've got Probably. a few more I don't know it's got EverQuest in it the fact that it's called EverQuest looks nice doesn't it Look do you remember when EverQuest was it EverQuest 2 said you can order pizza through it now and everyone yeah. oh my gosh yeah. that was years ago oh yeah. EverQuest you was could just weird. order a pizza I think through the menu so you never had to stop playing EverQuest 2 alright we've got a good question here from Lee Flanagan asks if you were to switch lives with any other member of VideoGamer.com who would it be and why <laughs> Uh, Does it have to be forever? Can it just be like a day? I don't know. I guess it can be for a day. Um, I guess that leaves it more open to... Uh... I would switch with Brat. <laughs> so I could see what it's like to be chirpy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd Just for a day. Brat, just so I could see what it's like not to hate the world for yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to have like just the innocence of youth. Just one fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> just one fucking day. 
Well, I don't fucking hate everything. I don't hate the world. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd switch with you, Simon. Oh, that's just nice. to experience pure strength. Yeah, I'd, sp- I'd spark someone out. <laughs> I'd switch to Simon. I'd go fucking kill a man. Just how yeah. it feels. And then I you go to jail. And you'd be like, it wasn't me. It was it Matt Lee's being me. And I'd get put in the And I'd be like, that's crazy. That's the thing a crazy person would say. And then I'd wander away, smile at the camera, and cackle. Um, I don't know if the people listening know who Andy Spensley is. But, <laughs> He's our ads manager. But I, I would like to see what it's like in his head. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. just to see how he sees the world. Yeah. <laughs> Slight spoiler, slight spoiler, but a bit like that bit in Bioshock 2. If you haven't played Bioshock 2 yet, <laughs> I recommend it because it's really, really actually a good game. But more hip hop, um, maybe. I don't, I'd love to see what he looks like, yeah, how he sees the world. Or actually, a bit like in Psychonauts when you go into the, the mind. That's what it would be like when it's really colourful, but with a really dark yeah. side. Like, everything's yeah. like. Doo, 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 doo. Um, yeah, so that's a good question. I love these questions. We've got some good ones this week, actually. Do a couple of bonus ones. I'm sorry, this is just... Trump, I like that trumpet interlude. <laughs> trumpet interlude. Mouth trumpet interlude. <laughs> Harry Hawkins says, given the recently dying performance of the Wii U, do you think it could bounce back? The answer is no. No, it can. Um, it can. We must no, believe. We no. must believe. Nope. I think if Mario Kart had been out this year... Yeah. I'm still standing by it. I don't, I don't to be honest, Nintendo. To be honest, Nintendo are a bit too loyal when it comes to doing what they say they're going to do now this makes me sound like captain evil admittedly and you've just given me the, the I eyebrows I, I, I didn't understand, I didn't understand <laughs> right here's the problem right what they did when they do you remember when the zelda game skyward sword when did that come out way too late way too late by the point at which twilight princess twilight princess did but at least he had the sense to put it on both consoles with skyward sword why did they bring it out at a point at which no one was really playing Wii anymore? I can't say Why didn't they save it and release it in HD as a launch title for the Wii U? I can't argue with that. Precisely. No one can. And I, what worries me... <laughs> I bet is, Nintendo would try. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're Muppets. Because honestly, what worries, what worries me... They, 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 I reckon they are. I reckon it's Beaker. And I'm just saying <laughs> that because I, I might look a lot like Beaker. <laughs> which means I, I can see into his mind. But uh, they're going to release Mario Kart on the Wii U... And they're going to release the Zelda. They're going to release all the good games at the end of the Wii U, and then they're going to bring out their next console, and they're going to go, "Oh, we don't have any games again." And it's just like, don't yeah. do it. You, you know, know what? what? Yeah, that is bad. They do you know need what? To, yeah. Just at this stage, you've sold so few Wii U's. Risk really fucking off your audience. Make another console, and also and just bring out some bloody good games. The for it. other problem is, where is the Wii U Mario game? Because so far we haven't got the Wii U Mario game. Well, Galaxy is quintessentially a Wii game. Uh, Mario 64 is quintessentially a Nintendo 64 game. Where is the Wii U Mario game? The the Mario game we got coming in December is cool, but it's not the one. I I agree, but I think some people would seem to think it's brilliant. But it does... It It is brilliant, I played it. It feels like an extension of the 3DS game. Exactly, it doesn't feel like it's defining. They've always had that. Like, everyone's waiting for, like, the Galaxy. Exactly. I don't know why they don't do HD versions, because I I have it on good authority from the emulation (laughs) community Mm. that a lot of Wii games, including the Galaxy games, are actually basically made in HD but then scaled down to SD. So apparently if you emulate them, you, you can see all this amazing detail in the game that you just physically can't see. So what the... F- if you've got it, it's like 
flaunt it. Yeah, it's like using. It's like a wizard with a magic spell that you won't use. I'm worried they're going to make those decisions based on how well Wind Waker does at the end of the year. Which won't do well. Yeah, it's not the right one. It's an old game that people don't want to play. And that's the one game that has an art style. Didn't you like dating? Anyway, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed for Wii U. But having said that, they don't need to bounce back because they're making tons of money from the 3DS at the moment, so everything's fine. And will there be a spin the bottle rematch? I don't know if we can do that again. That was We don't need a rematch. You should watch the video of that if you're not seeing it's mental. There's a point at which me and, well, me and Simon are both on our knees on more than one occasion. Jeez. I'm always on mm. And uh, this is the final question, actually, <laughs> which is an interesting one. It was Laura Rich, uh, who asks, how many 360 games tall are you? And this was directed at me, and I thought this was an interesting question to the point at which, actually, we worked it out before the podcast, and I am 100... If you just stack them up normally, I'm 132 there's a picture Xbox somewhere as well. I've taken a photo. How did you work the time? It wasn't just using maths, was it? No, I could have used maths, yeah. but that would no, have been boring. we got boring. and we stacked them up. So we stacked up, 100, well, we stacked a bunch, and I'm 132. There'll be a photo of this on Twitter, videogamer.com. So it's uh, at videogamer.com, as in .com, but without the com. Dot. <laughs> no, without the dot. Without I don't know dot. who came up with that, but honestly, like that was well, a bad idea. There's no, there's no video game available, and you can't have dots. Did they have Video Gamer UK? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it's video let's make game a comp. Let's change it. No, we, not we now. Do it we're, now. We're, we're, oh, we're not announcing we're that right deep now. now. Jesus, oh. Dave. <laughs> um, so yeah, there'll be a picture of that. Proof. 132 games. And finally, before we log off for the evening, for the afternoon, for the day, whichever part of the day you're listening to this, uh, we have uh, the announcement of a member of the month competition. For those who don't know, mega quick recap. Member of the month. Every month we have three games to give away. You can choose whichever game you want, providing it's not more than fifty pounds. And it's thanks to the lovely chaps at shop2.net. And uh, you win one of the games just by being uh, the best person on the forum, as I voted mean, for. The man. As voted for or by the, the forum. Um, our devilish clique. You also anyone who votes for a member gets put into a raffle to win a free game. And then thirdly, we have a competition in which we get a bit of talent and flair. And I must say, I've got to say, in the past six months since we've, I've been here, that I've been so impressed with mm. the increase in quality mm. for podcast competitions. We've got some really talented... Even the shit um, ones are funny. Even the shit ones are brill. Um, so, yeah, I, I love you guys. Uh, you're a lovely bunch. Anyway, that's the end of the saccharin. Back to the bite. Member of the month is Wang Tasm, who is the guy who made the incredible... Oh, Wang Tasm. Wang Tasm. Oh, Wang Tasm. What a beautiful wang. <laughs> Wangtasm. Mm, wangtastic. He's the guy who made the Pantsman ballad. Have you all heard that? Yes, oh. well, well done. Wang so we finished Pantsman, and he wrote a whole song about Pantsman. Well done, Wangtasm. And it was genuinely really good. That's on the forum. If you want to, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that when we um, put up the member of the month announcements, we link that in. I'll uh, tell Brat to do that. Good man. And uh, vote of the month is Clockpunk. Congratulations, Way, Mr. Clockpunk, on your random win. And the podcast winner, this was really tough because obviously the, the competition was Pimp My Dog, which we did specifically, very specifically say, don't do anything sexual. Which kind of just dogs. opened the door for everyone to do sexual things. But obviously that means that none of those guys didn't have a chance of winning. Yeah. But some of them may have, might have made me laugh. Anyway, um, the winners, we'll start off with the honourable mentions actually. Mm-hmm. Ty Hap really went literally with, uh, he made Ultra Pimp Dog, which was I a sausage dog. dog. That was good. It was very good. He had a cane, a top hat and uh, a cigar slash cigarello. like he could have been in Saints Row the Third. He did. And I liked Ultra Pimp Dog. That was a, a good, mm. good pimped out dog. Mipley also. Mipley was a really close second because Mipley made a Pacific dog. So it's like it was a it was a Pacific Rim um robot, but that was also a dog. And that was awesome. However, 
the winner. And there was actually another person who did a similar thing, but unfortunately, it didn't meet the criteria. Somebody did do an incredible drawing of the Video Gamer UK team as dogs. That was amazing. And it was amazing because of the fact that you could just look at the faces and Especially immediately Steve know. Burns, yeah. The Steve Burns dog was spectacular, as was Brat, as was mine. It was a fantastic drawing. However, it was just pictures of us as dogs. And as much as I love that, it wasn't actually what we asked people to Taskmaster do. Taskmaster Matt, you <laughs> Sorry, must stick to the rules. The rules are rules. <laughs> and uh, the rules were that you had to kind of pimp out the dog somehow technologically. And so the winner was Lorexel. Which is still very good, to be fair. Which mm. is amazing, to be fair. And it was Simon, Wee. Brat, and me as dogs. And I've... Call of Duty dogs, right? They're basically Call of Duty dogs, yeah. yeah. So Brat's got a little harness. That he doesn't appear to have any special abilities. <laughs> You've got a, what appears to be a bloody laser cannon strapped to your dog bag. I love bag. my laser oh. cannon. And I have just got, I'm assuming it's some sort of comms device, but it looks a bit like one of those uh, necklaces, neck braces from um, Battle Royale that blow up. <laughs> it does like um, Which is obviously quite a sinister thing to put Fortress. on a dog. Or the film Fortress. Mm. Uh, but that's an excellent picture. And uh, yeah, if you want to have a look at the best ones, then obviously we did put up a video about that last week as well, but yeah, just go yeah, on the forum. But yeah, we will announce our member of the month competition for next month, uh, next week. And obviously it will involve doing something stupid. So if you are that sort of person, get involved. Anyway, that's the end of this week's podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have enjoyed, then please uh, write a letter to iTunes informing them that you'd like to see more of this sort of thing. And uh, also get in touch with your local MP. My name's Matt Lees. I've been joined by Simon Miller. Thank you very much. Dennis Scannell. Adios. And Tom Ory. Right. Bye.